Okay, Tzoraim Tov, we continue in the Sefer Bayom Darkecha, discussing the month of Elul. This is our third class about Elul. We're on page Lamed in the Sefer. We're looking at, I'm sorry, Lamed Aleph, and we're looking at section Dalid on the topic of Mahi Hachuva. So we've concluded and said that since Chuva is relatively easy and it should cause you a lot of joy, and therefore he continues and says, therefore we can understand that the service in the month of El is very clear and very easy. Everyone is able to do it in a complete way according to his level. And as he said many times, it means to return to Hashem with his whole heart and to decide with a very strong um, decision to say as follows, from now on I will live with Hashem I will recognize his kingdom, and from now on I cleave to him, and I am his. And Lamaisa, in action, I will do that which he wants from me according to my level. Important point to add, according to my level, what I'm presently capable of doing. Everybody's able to do this, because Hashem is not seeking out from a human being to live like an angel but to be complete in all his actions, to, to be complete in all his actions, he's not looking for that, but to live his life with an inner connection with feelings to Hashem and doing things properly according to his level. And when a person begins to live that way, he is already accepted and desired before Hashem. And that itself is the greatest preparation that a person can do coming to the day of judgment. Because that is the real judgment that Hashem makes on Rosh Hashanah. What is it? How much is a person truly seeking out Hashem? That's what Hashem wants to know on Rosh Hashanah. Now, he adds in the brackets, of course, it's understood that there's a judgment on his actions. And a person has to inspect his actions and repair them. And they should be... um, conducted in a proper way in front of Hashem's eyes, but still in all, it isn't that hard because everyone must correct things according to his level and his situation to do the will of Hashem as the Torah teaches us. And in footnote 22, Chafbezi says, even though you have to fix your actions, but on the other hand, you don't have to search for perfection, but to increase a little by little according to his level from a pure heart that's yearning for Hashem. And again, we go back to that same example over and over. A child who has been very bad to his parents and he's he's changed the way he dresses, he's distant from the family, but when he comes back, that effectively, that return to the parents that is the main shuva. Now, certainly the child has to repair his actions, has to change the way he dresses and suit the family that he is back into. But still, they give him time to get there according to what he's capable of achieving as he's moving ahead. But the main thing is that he's returned to be part of the family and the general direction. So therefore, in reality, even one resolution in a serious way is very important in Hashem's eyes. 
and through one resolution, a person can now be called a Baal Tshuva, as the Rashash says, because he's showing the purity of his heart and that he truly is returning to Hashem and he is searching closeness to Hashem. And closeness to Hashem you can find under all circumstances because it says, should know Hashem in all your ways. And that is the main avoda in our world, is to reveal the Holy Shekhinah, to reveal Hashem within creation, before, within the eyes of the world. And the Torah doesn't ask us to be malachi, but rather the Torah calls us, Anshei Kodesh Tionli, holy people you should be to me. And there's no greater pleasure than that. So certainly a whole year long, Hashem waits for us to return to him. But now in Elul, that waiting is revealed much more. Because these days are days of love and closeness. And the entire month, the doors are open. And every Jew is able, much easier, to bring his heart closer and closer to his father, his good father. Because this time is as the Pusik says in Shira Shirim, Kol Dodi, the voice of my beloved, Dofek, knocks, Pishrili, and it's saying, open up. So therefore, on the other hand, uh, we cry out, return us to complete Shuva before you. So therefore, in the days of Elul, this inner point is revealed that the Jews want Hashem and he wants us as we all know it's Anila Dodi Vidodi Li and this is the essence of Tshuva is to want Hashem and to return to him and therefore the main Avoda is the Avoda Hapnimis the inner service to get close and cleave to Hashem and live our lives with Hashem and in Chav Gimel he says very important and we merit this primarily by speaking with Hashem. And that means, one, the way we daven to Hashem, two, the Tehillim we could say, the Slichos, all those are ordained for us. But then he adds, and just as important, regular talk to Hashem from your heart. Pour your heart before Hashem, unscripted, and express your yearnings and your feelings and to express before Hashem what's happening to you. Just talk to him. Said Hashem, I had a really tough day today. And tell him what was on your mind. Or today was a great day today. Just like when you go for a walk with a friend or a spouse or a child, you talk to each other on the walk. So you can go for a walk in a park and talk to Hashem. No one will think you're crazy. They think you're on a cell phone. So just uh, you just talk to Hashem. Because speaking to Hashem activates feelings, more and more feelings to Hashem, and it's very precious in the eyes of Hashem, that which a person speaks with him from a recognition that Hashem listens and loves him. And certainly it also makes sense to learn more Torah, more and more, from a recognition that every word in the Torah lies the light of Hashem in every word. Everything you learned, you now receive some of the light from Hashem. Okay. And therefore, going back to the main uh, part of the top on page Lamed Gimel, and Hashem, again, does not seek from man perfection. 
does not seek from a man from perfection just to try your best with all your strength according to the time that you're at now with a desire to cleave and recognize Hashem. And if you do that, even though it's not perfect, your tshuva is accepted. And as we've said many times before, the footnote brings out that this is a big mistake that happens in the world that we all think we have to be perfect. And this is what causes us to fail. But the work is the effort. And the more effort you make, according to the time that you're in, if you're doing that, even sometimes it's a small effort. I can't make more than a small effort. But that's a success. In the heavens, they don't measure a person based on what other people do. And not according to what you did yesterday. But it's measured according your loyalty to Hashem, how much you're prepared and capable to make effort depending on this particular time. In other words, what he's saying is, yeah, maybe yesterday you had a great day, you were bang on and you spent hours and hours really getting close to Hashem. And today you woke up on the wrong side of the bed. And I, today I just don't feel I can do that much. I'll try, but it's not going to match yesterday's. Hashem knows that. Hashem put us into that mood, so to speak. So are you going to try anything when you're in this bad mood? What if you're not feeling so well today? Oh, forget it. The whole day's finished. No, the whole day's not finished. Try what you can, the best that you can under the circumstances that you are in. And therefore, as we've said, the essence of inner tshuva is to return your heart to Hashem and everybody in every situation can succeed to return to Hashem with your whole heart and to begin to live with Hashem based on the present circumstances you are on. And therefore, he says, a person who serves Hashem this way, he will truly feel that he grows from year to year, whether it's in actions or in feelings of close to Hashem, because you do get closer and closer. And again, he repeats again, there's no such thing as perfection to people in the creation. Hashem is the one who inspects what's inside of us. And if we are trying our best based on our situation, Hashem will pardon us and bring us close to Him. And over time, the ticking will happen. And uh, that is not the essence of the tshuva. Now, in footnote Chavav, he's very quick to add, this doesn't mean that Hashem is mavater on the sins, that He just forgets the sins. Because Hashem truly does justice on everything we do. Gemara says, anyone that says that Hashem just overlooks things, his life will be overlooked. But remember the point, and Hashem doesn't forget it. But the point is the punishment only comes if the Avera remains and the person never does tshuva. You've done an Avera. Hashem's not out to whack you up. He wants you to do tshuva. So Hashem's waiting. He's waiting. He's waiting. He isn't ignoring it. He knows it's there. There's going to be a day where you come back crying to Hashem and you're saying you're sorry. He, he knows you're not ready for it now. Fine. But you've made some kind of commitment to return to Hashem. So not that Hashem is letting it go, but there'll be a time, maybe five years from now, where you're at the point where you can genuinely say, Hashem, I'm really sorry what I did a long time ago. And then soon Hashem will be you. It's not that he is mavater. It's not that he let it go. It's not that he forgot about it. It's not that he ignored it. He's holding it in abeyance. 
And what's 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 to be gained by Hashem punishing you now? What does he gain by it? To hurt you? That's not what he wants. He wants you to do tshuva on it. He'll give you a long time, but you got to remember, it's eventually got to be taken care of. And when he's, don't mistake in him being moichel you, pardoning you as being mavater and letting it go. Because once you return to Hashem and you begin to live properly, then you're going to do what Hashem wants. Whatever whatever you were doing, right? But as you slowly, slowly get closer to Hashem, your behavior is going to change. And when the behavior changes, that, that's as good as getting the pardon. Again, as the son who rebels against the father, what's the main anger that the father has against the child? A child really rebels against. It's a rebellious child. What's the real anger that the father has? And the rebellion much more than the action. The child does a bad action, but it's out of rebellion. So what hurts the father? Not the action, it's the rebellion. Now, certainly the action isn't good either. And the father will punish him for the action that was bad. But the real punishment is for the rebellion. So now once the child comes back and says, I'm not rebelling anymore. I'm not fighting with you anymore. I'm really sorry. Okay. So since the main problem wasn't the action, but what was within the action, that he didn't want to listen to the father. Now, certainly the actions cause blemishes. But you know what the father will say? I'll take that. I'll take that. I'm willing to live with the fact that you trashed the car. Now, the fact that I told you not to go and you didn't listen to me, now that was really bad. In other words, the father says you can't take the car. So I'm taking it anyway. And he takes the car and then he trashes it. So now, there's two things. Going. What bothers the father? Well, first of all, it's a $20,000 car or whatever it was. And now he's got to pay insurance or maybe whatever. Big financial loss. But the rebellion is much worse. So one thing, the father will not let go of the rebellion. That can't be let go. And you're going to have to come to, you're going to have to ask for forgiveness. So if the kid asks for forgiveness and he means it, then that's the real thing that was bothering the father. Now the fact $20,000 is lost, I said, I could take care of that. That's not the main thing. So therefore, in conclusion, he says, tshuva in real action is to return with truth and faith and cleaving to Hashem and to accept upon himself that from now on he wants to get close to Hashem and to conduct himself in a way um, that Hashem wants from him. And Hashem will forgive about the bad deeds until at the end those averos will turn into merits as shall be explained a little bit later on. Okay, that ended the fourth little semi-section on this topic of what is tshuva, that the gates are always open. The fifth little section, mini-section in Lamed Hay, is what about the Averis that you've done already? The Yetzirah, remember, the whole time he's trying to weaken our resolve. And he says, what does it help that now you're returning to Hashem and you're going to get close to him? You know you're not a tzaddik. You've already done many mistakes. What's going to be with all the destruction that you did in the past? So although he's really answered it already, but he continues, says, he says, you should know this, it, what the Yetzirah are saying is, Sheker Gomor, it's a complete lie. Because you have to believe in the great kindness of Hashem, the mercy of Hashem, 
that he gives us a powerful strength of tshuva. And when a Jew returns to Hashem and truly regrets and accepts upon himself to live a true life, Hashem will cleanse and wipe out the sin and turn everything for the good. Because that's what Hashem really wants. And especially in this month, when we accept upon ourselves more resolutions in Elul, because in this month is revealed the roots of the 13 attributes of mercy through which Hashem looks at the innermost good that's within ourselves. And that tremendous uh, holy desire that's in us that wants to get out of the chains of the Yetzar and to get into Hashem's lap, Hashem will accept us under all situations. So that's what he says in footnote of Zion. We have to really know and believe with a tremendous, that the power of tshuva is great. That tshuva can purify and uh, clarify the person completely from all stains and blemishes. And after the tshuva process is done, a person can get a fresh start and he can think as if and act as if he never sinned in his whole life. And even if he did every Aveir in the Torah, through tshuva he can still be a tzaddik yesod olam who clings to Hashem with perfection. And that's by starting new from this moment with a, with a renewal and a strength of change. And not only that, but he's even greater than a regular person. Because remember, in a certain degree, he is about tshuva that the Gemara says about tshuva where he stands is greater than a tzaddik. So there's very deep ideas about the person's complete tshuva, especially when it's a tshuva out of love, where all the intentional sins become meritorious. Okay. Now, section subsection Vav is a quick summation, although he's been repeating it over and over, but let's follow the path and summarize. And he has five main bullet points of summary. Number one, Hashem sees every Jew only the inner part, the good part of the Jew. That's the part that Hashem looks at. So he waits for all Jews, every Jew in every situation and every level to come back to him like a father who waits for a son under all circumstances. And the words of the eight Sahara that says that Hashem is upset with you is a complete lie. And even though Hashem has to conduct himself with judgment, that's not anger, but it's concealed love. Like a father who wants to train a child, he sometimes has to show him that he's upset, but really inside he loves him very much. First point, Hashem is ever waiting for us. Second point, the essence of tshuva is a decision to return to Hashem, to live with him, with loyalty and closeness. Three, repair your actions, even though that's not the essence of the tshuva, but it is an important condition because that's a sign that a person truly wants to return to Hashem. And in footnote Chavtes, he adds, and also because the mitzvahs of the Torah, with the mitzvahs of Hashem has revealed what's the proper way to live with Hashem. And obviously, if you're not doing that, you're not living with Hashem. So if you don't return from your bad deeds, you're still going against Hashem. The fact is he's destroying the way to live with Hashem. You can't live with Hashem unless you're following the Torah. So that is what makes you live with Hashem. Number four, 
The way we make new resolutions is based on if we grab uh, a little, we will grab. A grab a lot, you won't. You just take a little. The, the resolutions have to come from a recognition, recognition that Hashem is not looking for perfection, but he wants a pure heart that's truly yearning to serve Hashem according to our abilities. And therefore, the main resolutions need to be with things that strengthen the interconnection between us and Hashem and our emuna with Hashem, which we'll discuss in a minute. Yeah? Yeah, three and four. How do you reconcile those? We'll take a little bit, and you're not doing a lot of other things. A lot of other things you should be doing. Okay, how do you recognize, reconcile three and four? Three is you have to repair the things, and four, you do it slowly. The answer is that four is telling you how to do three. In other words, it's not like, okay, I don't have to change. I just am back in the house. I don't have to change. No, you have to change. And by the end of the day, it's all got to change. But not now. In other words, don't think, okay, I'm coming back, but I'm not really changing. You want me back? I'm back. Now, Chris can do that because maybe he ran out of money. <laughs> I ran money. I'm coming back. I'm doing you a favor. Are you going to change? No. Then what are you coming back for? That's what Hashem wants. Hashem says, I want to come back. I want to be better. I can't do it all now. He says, okay, fine. What can you do? Nothing. Forget it. you got to do something that shows that you want to come back to me. So at the end, at the end of the day, whenever the end of the day is, a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, I want to see this completely in order. Okay, so what are the things that are very important for us to do now? Okay, this is the critical point. Okay, you're not expecting, we are not expecting perfection. Okay, not expecting perfection. But that means you can't just sit and say, I'm doing nothing. So in footnote Lamed, he tells us a number of important points. Number one, one of the resolutions that has to be is that spend every day steady a few minutes talking to Hashem. A set time. Five minutes a day. I'm going to talk to Hashem. Besides when you want to just grab a moment on your own. This is not davening. This is when you, I'm going to spend, it doesn't have to be long. It's just, you, you tell Hashem, whatever, I, I want to be close here. I'm really sorry. I, I'm not able to change my life right now. I wish I could, but I can't. But do it every day. For just a couple minutes, every day, before you go to sleep. It's, I, I, I wish I could learn more Torah. But I, 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 it's, it's hard for me. Okay, but you're talking to Hashem. You know, when the kid comes back from the house, he doesn't. The parents don't want him to come back. He just goes in his room and 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 is on his cell phone the whole time. Parents want to talk to the kid. Wants the kid to talk to them. No, I'm coming back. Oh, you want me? I'm back. I'm in my room, and you let me know when supper is, and I'll come out and eat the grub and go back in my room. That's what the parents want. Come back. I want you to talk to me at least. Talk. So that is a big. It's, it's small, but it's a big resolution because that shows your interest in that. And, uh, and, in, and in many of those moments that you speak to Hashem on whatever you need to speak about, but the main thing is to pour your heart 
and tell him what you're feeling in the language you understand in a way that you're feeling close to Hashem. As David HaMelech did, as Sadiqim of all sorts would do. So that's number one. Number two, it would be very good to establish for yourself a Seder Kavua, a specific time to learn certain Svarim that inflame our hearts to love Hashem and to cleave to Him, like this Sefer that we're learning, or other Svarim that just say how much, you know, what we have to be appreciative of to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He says, those two things are the Iker, the main way to succeed. Now, of course, it would be great if you could really change a few things. And, and again, try to change small things. Like I said at Shabbos Shudas, or like, you know, say, okay, I'm not bringing my cell phone into the shul anymore. That's a small thing, but it's meaningful. Or whatever else that is, or your relationship with other people, small things. But these two are the critical to talk to Hashem every day, even for a little bit of time, and to learn Torah that inflames your heart to appreciate the love of Hashem. That's the fourth point. Small Kabbalahs can work. Number five, when the tshuva is done in a proper way, the person has to come to simcha, to joy. Because <coughs> through the tshuva, the person is immediately returning to Hashem and he's clinging to Hashem. He's got to be happy. Even if your actions are not perfect, it shouldn't hold back your joy because of the closeness that you come to Hashem and your trust in Him. You don't need perfection. You have to strengthen yourself to do what you can. And therefore, when you're doing proper tshuva, the soul is filled with joy that it's going back to its source and it's succeeding in its job. But that's only if you don't listen to the Yetzirah who's trying to lie to you that he's saying Hashem's expecting perfection. Because that's a mistake, okay? Because if you have that mistake, you can never succeed and that throws you into despair and, 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 and giving up. But you have to listen and believe in Hashem who says, as the Pasuk says, I love you. It says Dilma, taste it and see. Kitov Hashem. Hashem is, is good. Or Vimino His right hand is open to receive those who return. You maybe even want to use them as, you know, things you repeat over throughout the day. Just repeat as, you know, how, how much does Hashem love me? Hashem loves me. Hashem loves me. Keep saying it over and over. And those are the things that will help you on this path. Okay, we still, any questions? Still have a couple more minutes. So now we're going to start. So again, this idea of the, uh, of tshuva, right? This, this whole idea that started with the first parak. Remember, we were talking about Elul. The first whole parak was what is tshuva? And we broke it down into these six sections. I said five. Well, maybe you combined a few. Okay, what do you have as number one? Uh, number one, talking to God anytime. No, 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 no. Oh, you're talking before that. that I did the original five was that oh, Hashem, that uh, that Hashem is only looking at our inner essence. So the last one you just said. So the last two is in section five. Oh, those are section in five. In section five, 
or rather in section four, that these are the two things you should do, these small kabbalos, is to talk to Hashem and to learn the things that inflame your heart to Hashem. Those are the two details of section four. Section five, if you do tshuva in the right way, you'll come to love, be happy. So it's those five, but I just reiterated the two points in section four. Okay, the next chapter, which we'll just start, is called Omek Inyana Tshuva, the depth of the concept of tshuva. In other words, that if you really understand what's going on over here, you wanna live with Hashem, and that you now have a new light that you're coming, so you have to understand there's a much deeper reality that's happening over here. And what is this? Every time that a person does a sin, even though you may not be thinking about it, you may not be saying it, you may not be conscious, but certainly on a subconscious level, it's coming from a very big mistake. And what's the big mistake? That there are other forces and realities of good that are outside of Hashem. In other words, Hashem's not the only source of goodness. Because if a person goes against what Hashem says and doesn't have error, let's just say simply eating trafe, you're talking lush and hard. Right? You're going after a tiger that's forbidden. So what does he think? There's a good beyond Hashem. If you only believe that only Hashem is the good and anything else that the Torah says is, is worthless and evil, you wouldn't go against Hashem. So if you're still sinning and you're taking things that are ta tastes of the Yetzirah, so you're thinking there must be something other than Hashem that can be enjoyed in this world. Now, certainly Hashem allows you to do a lot of things in this world. Hashem allows you to exercise. Exercise in the Shem Hashem, that's fine. It's all part of what Hashem is telling you to do. But if you do other things that are, the Torah says not to do that, or how could you do that? Then that shows you think there's other pleasures than Hashem. So let's say you eat something trafe. You say, but Hashem gave you so much food in the world to eat. Why'd you have to eat that tray thing? Because, you know, there's something to enjoy beyond what Hashem says I can enjoy. Hashem tells you that you can't talk in certain ways. Yeah, but it's so tasty to speak Lashonar. It tastes so gishmak to say Lashonar. Hashem says you shouldn't waste your time from learning to her, but it's so gishmak for me to do these silly things. So when you're doing things that are totally forbidden, that means... Outside of Hashem, there's real pleasures in this world. Okay? So now he's revealing that he's lacking emuna in the unity principle of Hashem. Because he doesn't totally know that only Hashem makes everything and he makes it in a way that only the good things are for us. If a person understood that everything Hashem makes, the whole world couldn't exist for a moment unless Hashem puts live energy into it. He can, he'll understand that it's not possible that something true good can come in an Avera. Because there's no such thing as an evil thing having any true existence in and of itself. The fact that you feel good for a moment, that's just a little spark that Hashem put in it to exist, and that might be the little good, but it's really not a complete good. It's not what Hashem says is good. 
if you live with this truth and you know that everything Hashem creates is for a purpose and something's the purpose is not to use them, you wouldn't want to do the evil. But you want to go straight to the source of the good in the truest way, which is Hashem and His Torah. The fact that there are Averos and that taste good, yeah, because there's still divinity in that, but it's a divinity not that you should be using. You're grabbing out of some Hashem, Hashem saying, I don't want you to use this. So it's only a temporary pleasure. And that's the point. In every sin lies a blemish in faith in Hashem. And the blemish is not realizing that only Hashem makes everything and there's no good outside by Hashem. And therefore in footnote Lamed Alf, he says, also concealed in every bad act is a person thinks he lives for himself and he can do whatever he wants even if it's against the will of Hashem. And sometimes he forgets. He forgets that Hashem is the one who's putting life into him every minute. You think you're your own person? Hashem gives you the ability. You think Hashem wants you to take the ability and smack him in the face? So we may not think about it so much, but if there's a note bovado, so what am I doing with these averos? So it's not only I turned away from Hashem, but I think there's something else other than Hashem in this world. And that's a major problem. So now we're talking about a deeper understanding of what we need to do tshuva for, which we'll continue to discuss.